0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But we're not doing that today. No, it is Oscar weekend, and instead we're doing a special conversation, doing some predictions for what's going to win some of the big categories at the Oscars, as well as talk about some things that maybe should have been nominated. And joining me, as he did last year, is Ben Miller film critic and podcaster. And uh, I'm always happy to have Ben back on the show. We have a great conversation coming up. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Before we get to it, I got to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. We have a lot of great episodes on the way, so definitely make sure you're subscribed. You can also follow us on social media at Piecing Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and i'm sure we'll have a very fun lively oscars discussion this sunday so uh yeah with that said let's talk oscars ben miller is back with us and we are going to talk about the oscars ben how's it going it's going good man how are you i'm great it's been kind of a little break from recording for me because i was out of town so i'm uh about to get back into it and uh, record a bunch of episodes all at once like I usually do and starting off with this. How it goes. And um looking forward to it. It's the Oscars. I mean, come on. Always it's it's my it's my Super Bowl every <laughs> exactly, year. Exactly. Absolutely. And strangely, you know, with everything I've had going on, I actually completely forgot that they were this weekend Um, and it usually is such a big deal for me but I just I've had so much going on with this trip and with uh, various music projects I'm working on I thought it was like later in March plus they've been changing it every year the last couple of years you know Oscar season
1: is getting longer and longer and it's really it's really wearing on people (laughs) I agree it's like who the hell knows what's (laughs) going on but
0: uh but yeah it's always fun it's always fun to try to make these predictions and uh you know talk about some things that should have been nominated along the way so uh we we will get into that and uh you know last time you were on the show we did uh, mm-hmm. the banshee's of of sharon i'm sure that'll yes. come up a bunch yep. during this conversation uh but for people who have not heard my uh oscar episodes in the past we do uh what we think will win what we think should win and one extra thing that should have been nominated and for time's sake we uh kind of narrow this down Best score because, of course, I'm a composer, so I got to do best mm. score. Uh, all of the acting awards, best director and best picture. So that's what we're going to do here. And let's jump into it with best score. Uh, our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishiran, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Uh,
1: what do you have? What do you, what do you think will win? What should win? You, this is, you know, it's it's really up in the air. It's, you know, usually sometimes be, uh, original yeah. score is really like set in stone way before time. But, uh, yeah. you know, I see like, f- you know, there could, nothing would surprise me outside of everything, everywhere, all at once. I'll tell you what, if everything, everywhere, all at once win best score, <laughs> you're just like, okay, this is going to win everything. It's nominated for pure sweep from beginning to exactly. end of the night. There's Yeah. N- yeah. That, like, yeah. Original score. It's, it's the one thing where you're like, well, it doesn't have much of a chance. Same like a oh, score and song are essentially the two. You're like, no chance. Um, but I mean, my heart says Justin Herwitz. Um, mm-hmm. My my brain says John Williams. But mm-hmm. it's hard to bet against John Williams. Um, but at the same time, people are way behind that all quiet score. And it, it, then Carter Burwell's been getting some love these last couple of weeks. I mean, sure. In my head, I w- like. Because I think it's the best, I I want to go with Hurwitz but yeah, I also realize the names of Burwell and and Williams might overcompensate everything else and end up yeah. just winning. So nothing would surprise me though. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So so you've got you've got Babylon as your should win then. Yes, it I do. Like it, I I do too. um yeah, yeah, Hurwitz I mean, really, just knocking it out of the park, and of course. The film's, you know, box office disaster, uh, has heard it in every category and it could hurt it here too. But I mean, I feel like if they want to, you know, celebrate it in
1: any way, this is the way. And yeah, if uh, there's so if any people's problems have with the movie, it's not Hurwitz is not on the list. Sure. Like he's absolutely he is at one hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He is so good in this, yeah. Exactly.
0: What, what do you think will win? What what uh, like if you have to pick one? Because it sounds like we're kinda we're fluctuating a little here. <laughs>
1: you know, it's it's it, there's a chance that if burwell wins original score it might be the only oscar uh Finisher and win um mm. but i want to lean more towards uh burleman uh for uh, all quiet on the western front just okay that you know it's such a it's a score i don't particularly like um mm. but it's very very memorable and the, the, you know, the inception and the, you know, the, yeah. the, the lens, the atmosphere to the movie. I understand why it's nominated. Um, you know, all quiet on the Western front's kind of that technical achievement film that everybody likes to look at. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it wins here. Yeah. Uh, that,
0: that, that's exactly where I'm at. will win. I've got all quiet on the Western front. I mean, definitely I'd prefer Banshees. I'd prefer mm. Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, those are kind of my main two, but, uh, yep. yeah, I think, I think this is, I think it's going to win and then it's going to kind of, uh, lend to lend itself to the night of it being like a possible, you know, spoiler that, yep. it, you know, I ends agree. up winning other major, major mm-hmm. awards, but we'll see what happens. But, uh, what's something that you think should have been nominated that wasn't,
1: uh, uh, Hildner Gunnedadter for, uh, for women talking, um, oh, that, sure. that nice, gentle, like foreboding score, adding to the and, and and a score that doesn't overpower the super talky narrative of that film in general. Um really beautiful score. I I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are really high on the Batman score. I uh, for, uh but I mean that's the one I always go that I default to. Yeah, sure. Uh I've got I I know
0: Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross get nominated mm. every year, but uh I've got Bones and All uh which I think oh it is, is my favorite score that they've done in quite a while, actually. So, uh, you know, and I know they had two that could have possibly been, in, I was going to say, I thought
1: you were going to throw me and say empire of light. I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm on the bones and all train here. Okay. But, I'm with uh, you. I got you.
0: Yeah. So that, that would be my number one. And then just as like an extra shout out, I mean, we did do an entire, uh, favorite scores of the year episode, mm. but an extra shout out to Gilmo del Toro's Pinocchio, Alexander display, yeah. uh, just a yeah. fantastic score. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of great ones that could have been in there but um let's go on to supporting actress for our next category we've got angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever hung shao for the whale carrie condon for the banshees of Inisherin, jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once and stephanie shu for everything everywhere all at once
1: what will win and what should win oh what will win indeed um much like like This is another category that nothing would surprise me. Um, Yeah, (laughs) my it's it's between Curtis Condon and Bassett. It feels like it's going to be Angela Bassett. I I think Mm it. I think it probably should be just for the sake of like, you know, how many other opportunity we we since nineteen ninety four when she was nominated for What's Love Got to Do with It. Everybody's like, oh well, she's eventually going to get an Oscar, and this is only her second nomination. So. Let's not mess around and not give her an Oscar. So please, let's give Angela Bassett an Oscar. She needs one. So um, <laughs> I think she will win. Yeah, is that also your should win then? Uh, no, because I love Carrie okay. Condon okay. because Carrie oh, okay. Condon is so good in in The Banshees of Inishsherin. Um, it's it's by no the great thing about this category is I love all five performances. There's no like oh yeah bad bad one in the bunch. Um. I rewatched everything, everywhere all at once the other day, and was really taken by Stephanie Shu, and I thought mm-hmm. she was incredible. And but um, like I, all five of these performances, I would love to have be the victory. Uh, But yeah. Carrie Condon's my personal opinion. Yeah, I. Again, I'm
0: lining right up with you on this one. I I think Angela Bassett will win this for a lot of the reasons you just said, Mm -hmm. and it it just feels right. Um, But then Carrie Condon, one of my favorite performances of the year period across all these categories. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm going with for the should win. Uh, But, you know, like you said, it's a really strong category. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody here is really great. Uh, What's something that
1: wasn't nominated that you felt should have been? So it's a super dark film. And I understand why nobody saw it. And I understand why it didn't get any attention, but the film Nitrum from Justin Kurzel Mm -hmm. in from Australia, uh, it's a really, really dark film. Um, but man, Judy Davis is the great Judy Davis is in that film. And she is incredible. uh, kind of the mother of a school of a, of a mass shooting perpetrator. Yeah. And kind of, just standing like the type of woman who understands exactly what kind of monster she raised through not mm. really any fault of her own. Just kind of like, well, there's, you know, she, he's a monster. There's nothing like this. It's as much a nature yeah. over nurture thing. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. just kind of the, and yeah. she's hauntingly wonderful in it. Uh, though, it's a yeah. secondary shout out to uh Dolly de Leon for uh triangle of sadness yeah that too I, I was actually thinking about
0: putting that for mine um mm. but yeah i haven't seen a trim yet but I, i've heard great things and uh
1: I, i'm sure it's an incredibly depressing film not exactly really a movie i want to watch again yes uh yeah but exceptionally absolutely. well done yes
0: well uh my uh should have been nominated i'm going Kristen stewart for crimes of the future um oh, really? just <laughs> a real standout the kind of weird standout performance that like it was potent would have potent. just it was Yes, very potent, and it would have it would have been so exciting to see it, uh, you know, show up on, on on an award show like this. You know, it could just because it's so out there and Weirdo she's just doing such interesting have. stuff. The, yeah, you got know, to you got to like, you got to you got you to gotta, you gotta be excited about those wacky performances when they actually <laughs> get in there. You know, so yes. uh, yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart's great in that, and uh, yeah, let's go to supporting actor. We've got Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, Barry Keoghan for the Banshees of Inishirin, and Kiwi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I should just say really quickly, I still haven't seen Causeway. I'm hoping to catch mm. it before this weekend's Oscars. It's the only thing on
1: this list uh, that I haven't seen yet. Uh, but what do you have for will win and should win? Uh, they're the same person. It's Kiwi Quan Kwan. Um, there's a yep. reason. I th- this is the only you know any you can tell how full of crap any oscar prognosticator is by this this category if anybody's like you know Barry cute, K- has a chance You're just like no he it doesn't it's this is no. this is kiwikuan's oscar it has been for months and it's going to be on sunday um yeah i love i love the performance it's so endearing in a lot of different ways um you know the entire run of and and not to mention the publicity run to end all publicity runs just an absolute top to bottom delight in every interview on every speech he's it's nice to have him back him and with Spielberg on the rounds and Brendan Fraser, and and then Harrison Ford coming it's perfect and he's great in the film and he deserves it and I have no problem with him being the Oscar winner that he's going to be
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've also got it for will win and should win. And uh, yeah, it's just a great story. And uh, it's just such an endearing performance and so much fun. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, this is one of those moments that's, you know, it's going to make everybody happy when it happens. So like, Mm -hmm. seriously, why why the hell not? Like, come on. Uh, What what do you have for uh, something that should have been nominated?
1: You know, I I know a lot of people say like, oh, Paul Dano in the in the Fablemans or El- Elbrick Schucht in All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm gonna go a little bit off the beaten path, and uh, Edward Norton in Glass Onion, who oh, was nice. so good at being a an, a, a, a megalomaniacal idiot, um, mm-hmm. just nailing exactly what the character is supposed to be, and the self awareness of it. Um, it it's it's if Norton was less self aware that Character would have been much more annoying, but he is completely, completely on board with how stupid he's supposed to be. So yeah. he's definitely on the side of knowing what's going on, and it's just a great comedic performance in every way. Yeah, he's so funny in that, and uh, yeah, yes. he he absolutely nails that tone so
0: perfectly. So mm-hmm. that, that's a great pick. Um, I went with a weirdo performance for my last one, so I'm going to go with another weirdo performance, and that's Mark Rylance in Bones and all. Oh man, um, <laughs> Sully himself. So much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, there he is, uh, just just ridiculous, and uh, yeah, just memorable as hell. And if I'm being honest, like I actually like Michael Stahlberg even more than
1: uh, Mark Rylance, but that's more that, of like that, a that's, one scene that's, thing. Man, he. You want to talk about weird? Like, but yeah. it's. That everything about that movie is so off kilter. And yeah. maybe that's why I kinda like it. Like because yeah. like um I'm sure we'll get into it in Best Actress. I'm gonna go ahead and go on a limb and say what your what your best actress should have been nominated is, but uh yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. <And> it, <laughs> that it's that up Mark there. Ryland, yeah, it's up there. That Mark Ryland's uh, performance is something else. That movie is something else, I agree. So uh that's a that's a that's a fun pick. I like it awesome
0: well let's go to lead actress we've got Kate blanchett for tar anna de Armas for blonde andrea riseborough for two leslie michelle williams in the fablemans and michelle yo and everything everywhere all at once what do you think will win
1: and what should win uh you know a, uh, a couple of weeks ago i said man this is neck and neck and then the last couple of weeks happened and i'm like okay i think michelle Yeoh probably has this in the bag um mm-hmm. it's you can kind of some people can talk themselves into Kate Blanchett getting her third oscar but that's that's the big thing this is changing it's her it's going to be her third oscar if she gets it and they're like okay like does kate blanchett probably deserve three oscars i do think she does sure. and she's incredible in tar but i think the everything everywhere all at once momentum has gotten to a point where i don't think michelle yo is deniable at this point i think i think she's going to probably comfortably get to there uh with Kate Blanchett coming in a uh, a nice second as far as will win. Yeah, for sure. So uh, d-
0: where do you land on the should? Like who do you think like really cause it is it's such a,
1: a toss-up really between the two. Best actress was such a juggernaut this year. There's no wrong answer. Like uh mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not on the man, Kate Blanchett is so monumental in TARS like but so is Michelle Yeoh and everything everywhere at once it's the perfect role for the perfect actress and the perfect time in her career and you're like well it's you know I I, I always I always kind of find it odd whenever people are like they could it's like this is Blanchett versus Yeoh and I'm like I don't think I don't know why it's such a competition like oh you have to land on one side I don't I'm not gonna land on one side because I like them yeah. both um, too difficult so, yeah yeah <laughs> There's All only right. the the, uh, the only performance in the entire lineup I don't like is Michelle Williams.
0: Mm, I I you know I completely agree with that I and, did not uh,
1: like it. Like yeah, geez, it's, it's it's a I, difficult I, role though. I get I get yeah Spielberg's mom's a lot but that's mm-hmm. I mean they, there's there's a step of it's it's that old family guy Dharma and Greg sketch is like it's like get down from that table. You get up on this table like it's like okay <laughs> like whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I am also one of the rare people who actually really like blonde and uh Anne Darmus is I fantastic too. but yeah, I, and and uh you know, but it, but it really is between Kate Blanchett and uh yeah. Michelle Yeoh. I think Michelle Yeoh will win for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm leaning Kate Blanchett though. Uh I I think they're both fantastic, but I think Kate Blanchett like that character is just something we're going to continue to talk about for like so many years after the film. I and I just, I just think it really is, uh, you know, just something that's going to be so memorable. And we're just going to be continuing to break it down for years and years to come. And uh, so that, that's why I lean towards Kate Blanchett and Tar, but uh, Michelle Yo is absolutely deserving.
1: Yeah. I think Tar is going to be one of those movies, like the master where, mm. where 10 years later, everybody's like, Hey, you know, what was one of the best movies of the decade, the master, same thing with Tar. They'd be like, Hey, we kind of yeah. slept on like, It's like, we didn't sleep on Tar. It got a bunch of Oscar nominations, but, uh, I mean, there's, there's been some like, Hey, should Tar win best original screenplay talk, which I don't think is going to happen. But I mean, it's people, people love that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's something that should have been nominated that wasn't There's Like I said, the best actress is such a juggernaut and Mm -hmm. part of me always, always defaults to Daniel Deadweiler until. Uh, a film mm. I didn't necessarily fall in love with, but I thought she was remarkable. The An yeah. eye acting clinic of just doing, like, uh, showing without saying. Man, she sure. is so good until just heartbreaking. Uh, but another shout out to uh, Tong Wei from uh, Decision to Leave. Um, a oh, okay. Yeah. Hauntingly confused. It's a, a femme fatale, uh, an erotic thriller without any eroticism. Um, a mm. very, very tricky f- role to play and she just nailed it right on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good picks there. I I also have two picks, uh, for, for my should have been nominated. So I'm glad you did. Uh, I went with Mia Goth, for pearl because let, let's let's get some horror into the, uh, the oscars why not and another yeah. weirdo performance uh, yeah. but then on the totally opposite end of things emma thompson for good luck yes. to you uh, leo grand yes. such a great movie that was completely forgotten about i know there was some question about whether it's even eligible because some mm. things that are straight to streaming are yeah. eligible and some aren't there's all these kinds of rules but uh yeah i mean it really should have been in the conversation. It's such an amazing performance.
1: It's the, pro- it's the problem with some of those straight to streaming things, it's like even if they're exceptionally good, like cha-cha real smooth on Apple or good luck to you, Lilo Grand or something like that, it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle just because, yeah. oh, it got released in April and the, and, you know, the Oscars are a marathon, not a sprint and it takes too long. And by the time it's like, it doesn't come back into the consciousness until that point. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
0: let's go to Best Lead Actor. We've got Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After and Bill Nye for Living. What do you got for
1: should win, and what sh- what what do you think will win? <sighs> uh, this is tough. This is really tough. This one. It's th- there's been so much talk about. Is it going to be Fraser? Like. This is the only category that everything ever once doesn't play any sort of part in. So you're just like, True. well, then I you can't play you can't play on the side of momentum. Um, I land on the Fraser Brandon Fraser because mm-hmm. of the way the Academy treats people like Angela Bassett. They're like, oh, she's going to be around forever, so we'll have a chance to nominate him again. I think they'll do that with Austin Butler. They're like, mm-hmm. he's young, he's got a lot of chances. We don't need to give it to him now. We don't want to give it to him young. We'll give it to him later and they look at like Brendan Fraser and they're going to be like, okay, this is the time this might be his only chance. Let's go ahead and give him the Oscar. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't like the, I I have a, you know, I've heard some like, Hey, you know, Fraser and Butler will vote split and Colin Farrell will win kind of Mm. like Francis McDormand in 2020. But I'm like, I, I don't necessarily prescribe to that. Um, Right. But, uh, I I think Fraser will pull it out, but Butler winning won't surprise me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, which one do you think should win? Like, where where do you land? <sighs> um, I don't like either of those movies. Um, I like mm. Butler's performance in Elvis more than I like Fraser's performance in the Whale. Um, I don't I don't. I don't love the. I don't love Elvis, but I think what Butler's doing in Elvis is really impressive. Mm. That being said. I, th- I I like uh, it's 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 again not a situation where I'm like oh they're bad performances. Um, Colin Farrell should win, but yeah uh, of of the nominees. But um, yeah, th- what Butler, Butler is almost a secondary character in the film. Like he's like you could talk like he's not a supporting character, but he's almost not the focus. He's he doesn't have like a narrative. He's just right. It's right. all it's all about Colonel Tom Parker's view of him. <laughs> right right yeah because it, it is and
0: and it's also just such a whirlwind of a film that there's so much happening it's like it's, it doesn't get the chance to kind of take it over at any point absolutely
1: it's just yeah he's, he's he's at 100 and he stays at 100 the whole time yeah yeah absolutely. it's exhausting yeah <laughs> Well, I
0: I also think Brendan Fraser will win. Um, mm-hmm. even though it's a very difficult category uh, to to mm-hmm. predict. Um, I also think Colin Farrell should win. Uh, he's just he's so damn good, and it, it's just my favorite performance of the year. You know, with Brendan Fraser, if he does win, along with like everything ever all at once, winning a whole lot of stuff like. It's in a lot of ways, you know, I hate to talk about it like politically or whatever, but they're mm. like kind of giving people what they want in a way. And that yes. could potentially be a good thing for the Oscars going forward with as far yes. as viewership and all that kind of stuff and engagement. So, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a good thing. I mean, you know, giving it to Bill Nye isn't going to do anybody any favors. No, a, a, film, a film that nobody
1: saw. Like, it's, yeah. like, it, it's hard for... People like us who are like, oh, we have the access and it's still tough for us to see it. Then that's 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 yeah. a barrier you have to get through. Absolutely. Well, what's something that should have been nominated? Uh, I talked about Nitram and Judy Davis. And I have to go to the title character from Nitram, Caleb Landry Jones. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a man from Texas who puts on a, the accent to end all Australian accents. He is so good in that movie, and haunting. And you know, Caleb Landry Jones is a actor I have a have some issues with as far as most performances. Essentially, we talked about kind of buggy eyed, crazy performances. The master of buggy eyed, crazy performances. Oh, and he shit. just kind of he kind of dials that back while still keeping ticks of it. We're playing a very unsympathetic character. An incredible mm-hmm. performance. Um, do a special shout out though to uh, Jeremy Pope in the Inspection, who is. Really, really good, and I thought if more people had seen that movie, he'd probably end up in this lineup. Right on, yeah. I I
0: I really like Caleb Landry, Landry Jones. Just rewatched uh, *Antiviral* right before uh, yeah. you know the, the new Brandon Cronenberg came out, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's just he's something to watch, and he'll he'll end up in one of these lineups one of these Absolutely. days, I'm sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I should have been nominated, Alexander Skarsgård for *The Northman*. Um, oh. What, what a performance, like as far as like, like awarding a performance for like dedication to a role, it's just, just insane what he went through with that movie and, uh, another one that you know it unfortunately didn't do very well and i think that that kind of hurt its chances in like showing up anywhere in these uh, nominations even,
1: yeah i mean the if you look at the northman the fact that it, it didn't even sniff a craft nomination anywhere like no precursors anywhere for the northman anything yeah. it's insane especially when you look at that movie like the cinematography the production design the the editing um you know even like oh nicole kidman's performance or something shows up somewhere in a long list nothing it's insane yeah that movie is a technical marvel, and it got nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go
0: to Best Director. We've got Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin. We've got Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar. And Ruben Ostland for The Triangle of Sadness. What do you think will win?
1: Uh The... You know, a month ago, I just said Spielberg. This is the only Oscar that The Fablemans is going to get. Spielberg's going to walk away with it. And then the Daniels just started winning everything, and yeah. I think they're going to win again. Um, it's kind yeah. of the same thing with it's kind of the same thing with Blanchett and actress. It's like, do you want to give Spielberg his third Oscar, or do you want to give somebody like the Daniels their their first Oscar for something this monumental, or on the flip side, are they going to be like, well, they're going to get original screenplay, so that's when they get their Oscar, and then we hmm. can give Spielberg his third. Um, it, it, it's, I'm I'm not saying it's locked in, but I feel much more secure about saying the Daniels are going to win Best Director than I do about some other categories. Like, I I, I yeah. think I think Daniels have a better chance than like Michelle Yeoh. I think is closer to not getting her Oscar than I do think they're gonna lose best director. I think All right. that's they're probably pretty secure in Best Director with Spielberg yeah. coming in a distant second. Gotcha. What do you think should win? I mean the 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 Banshee's Venus Sharon was my favorite movie of the year. Um mm-hmm. it's not exactly a director movie, but I mean the things that Martin McDonough does in that movie that could really spun it into a lot of different directions. Um he he it's it's probably his most restrained movie of, yeah, of his sure. filmography like everything's you know a, a little more the chaotic energy that we're kind of used to in his films is not really there and yeah. uh the the level of restraint. Uh, I think it's I think he he would be my pick but I like the Daniels. I don't have a problem with them winning this yeah. one. Absolutely, yeah. I, I also have uh, Daniels for a will win and should win,
0: and uh, I'll be accepting that award for Swiss Army Man. By the way, when they, uh, <laughs> when they win that, because that was my favorite movie of 2016. I don't care what anybody says. So, uh, well, you're, yeah. you're
1: talking about your favorite movies from years, man. Highly represented in this be, between Swiss Army Man and Seven Psychopaths. You're just yeah. Like, just like well, can we can we award those instead yeah (laughs) yeah it's an interesting year for uh for directors
0: making follow-ups to my favorite movies of years exactly yeah yeah Yeah. should we talk really quickly about how ruben Ostlin got into this category it just seems like such a weird
1: nomination like i love triangle of sadness but it just it doesn't seem like it fits i i agree and ever since the you know Since the nominations announced, everybody's kind of like, okay, well, McDonough and Banshee to Sharon are up there. Quan and Spielberg are going for the win or the Daniels and Spielberg going for the win. And there's been kind of like a little bit of like, you know, who really should win this category is Todd field. And then radio silence on Ruben Ostland, just not a word. Like, um, I think everybody's kind of looking at it going like, well, where's Edward Berger? Where's, uh, Joseph Kaczynski. Whereas, you know, it it's mm-hmm. kinda like there are all these other ones that should have been in there that Ruben yeah. Ostlin doesn't deserve. It's strange, yeah. like the respect that he gets. Um, and then it's the the triangle of sadness hype in general has just disappeared completely. Like yeah. I'm yeah. like if 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 you do the Oscar nominations today, I'm not sure it gets anything besides maybe Dolly de Leon, but but besides that I don't know if it repeats the success that it had. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd one. And
0: like I said, I really liked it, but um, Me too. yeah, I just, I just can't believe it's in there.
1: So it's very yeah.
0: strange, but uh, what is something that uh, didn't get nominated that you think should have? I, uh,
1: um, you know, it's, it's such a cliche to be like, well, you know, you need women representation, but whenever you have a movie like the woman King and the mm-hmm. monumental achievement that it is and the woman king just you want to talk about the biggest loser of the oscars of like how did it not get anything anywhere um the, the woman king is is the one where you're like you look at it and you're like no viola davis those costumes the production design the editing all the action yeah it made money but i mean Gina price blywood uh, by the is the is the ste- is the director of that film in every way like it steers the entire narrative in an incredible way. And she, by the way, she's never made a bad movie. FYI, uh, every mm-hmm. movie you go back and they're all good. Um, so, uh, she'll be the, I'm sure she'll be there one day, but, uh, yeah. she's really good in that uh, the woman King. So she's the one that I kind of looked and should have been in that lineup.
0: Right on, yeah, good pick for sure. Um, I I was gonna go Joseph Kaczynski because mm-hmm. I mean Top Gun Maverick is just so freaking good, but I was also thinking of Park Chan Wook for a decision year. Um you know, I I mentioned on our top ten of the year episode that I was a little mystified by the film. Like it's just it's so quick <laughs> and you know it's a little confusing at times, but um. Mm-hmm. God, is it like impressive? Like there's yes. just so much going on. And uh, the way Everybody, that, show, everybody uh, shows that that mirror reflection yeah, still. Everybody, I've it's seen a, on Twitter. It's a showy film. And Absolutely. it's it's one that I think we'll be uh, returning to for many years to just see yes. all the stuff he did in it. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely one that could have been in, in the conversation there. That's a good, that's a great pick. That brings us to best pictures. So we have All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun: Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Uh, what do you think is going to win this?
1: Uh, this it's going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once, and it's going to be easy. Um, this yeah. is it's it's a question <laughs> of it's a question of how many Oscars it's going to win. Uh, people are talking, are like, is it going to win five? Is it going to win eight? Um, it's it's kind of it's, it's almost predestined at this point. Like if it doesn't win, it's going to be a monumental, like how in the world did that not happen? And if it doesn't happen, I don't know what's going to beat it. Like, mm. I, like if, if you can say, Oh, it's going to be top gun. It's like, well that, that for some reason, the luster is gone completely from that film. At least Oscar wise. Some people are talking themselves into all on the Western front because of BAFTA's weird decisions, but it, it you're overthinking it. It's gonna be everything everywhere all at once, and it's a very worthy best picture winner. And a movie that is really, really weird for a best picture winner, which is yeah, out of super out of the ordinary, like one of the weirder best picture winners we will ever have. Um Yeah. Absolutely. Very deserving. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think it's gonna win. Um I mm. do
0: think I do think there's that slight chance All Quiet on the Western Front does come in and steal it, which would be really depressing so i i hope not and uh the the only thing that i think could potentially uh deserve to spoil it would be top gun maverick just because mm. of just the the attention to craft and detail that that they put into making that movie and just really making a movie that got us all back to the theaters got us excited about movies like it is it's worth awarding that for for everything that that movie has done for movies, steven spielberg admitted it,
1: it saved cinema <laughs> it did it really
0: did but uh yeah i can't decide should win if it's everything everywhere all at once or top gun maverick i'm kind of tied on them but i guess it, it's going to win anyway so just give it to everything banshee's
1: been a sharon is my should win but uh, i you know yeah. i i i recognize that it, it's it's kind of like, oh, is my number one film not going to win? Okay, I'll give it my number three film of the year. It's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm not going to be disappointed when it wins.
0: Yeah. What do you think should have been nominated for Best Picture? I know there's a lot of things that uh, could have squeezed their way in, but uh, what do you think?
1: I'm going to uh, give a shout out to a movie that uh, very few people love as much as I do. It's a film called Girl Picture. Uh, it's a, mm-hmm. it, was the, it was Finland's uh, international film. Uh, submission um, was not shortlisted and didn't show up anywhere. I saw it back at Sundance and I fell in love with it immediately. It was number one, my entire year until Bansy Venus Sheeran came along. Um, it's about three girls. It's a girl picture. Um, it's about mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a com- coming of age. Um, these uh, these best friends and one is kind of on a search for pleasure and the other is kind of a search for uh, love. And it's a really, really interestingly well done movie. Um, it's just small and it's in Finnish. So a lot of people didn't see it. And uh, one of my favorites uh it's it's one of my favorite films i've seen in a really really long time uh doesn't ever it will never get the credit it ever deserves um but uh i love it so much and i'll watch it again and again i'm looking forward to checking it out i
0: actually uh haven't seen it and it sounds great so yeah nobody has that's the problem i
1: can't talk to anybody about girl except the 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 four people who have seen girl picture we just rave about to each other so yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll be the next one to join the group, but, uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, I, you know, I, I talked about on our top 10 of the year, how much I love 3000 years of longing, but that's such a long shot that I wouldn't even <laughs> like uh, consider it something that would get nominated. The, the other ones that, uh, I was considering for this, I mean, I've already talked about bones and all, um, mm. maybe a little too out there, too weird. I also think Nope should have been in conversation, but you know, again, another maybe movie a that's too... ridiculous. It
1: that got no nominations.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why it was completely ignored. So since it was completely ignored, I'll push that one aside and I'll go with the one that I don't understand how it didn't squeeze in, maybe in Triangle of Sadness's uh, space, and that's Babylon. Um, Mm. We know that the Academy loves movies about movies. It's such a showy movie. It's such a a show off, like, you know, piece of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I guess it's the box office worked against it. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense why it's not in there.
1: Yeah, it seems, you know, there's a, I I think it's a combination of fatigue based off of Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt fatigue Mm -hmm. and Damien Chazelle fatigue of Mm -hmm. everybody's like, oh, do we really want another La La Land season of having to, you know, kind of that kind of narrative and this wonderkin doing all this kind of stuff. And that movie is a lot. Um, Yeah. You know, like in the first five minutes, you have an orgy, a... Man getting peed in his mouth and an elephant mm-hmm. pooping on somebody in the first five minutes. And yeah, in, oh yeah. the film doesn't let up from there. So I mean, nope. I understand <laughs> I understand why I understand why uh people weren't receptive to it. Um but I agree it's it's a little baffling that it didn't have the uh you know, outside the couple technical nominations that it had. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that is all the categories that we're
0: going through here. It's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting weekend, seeing what happens, seeing how Film Twitter erupts with every single thing. Uh, yep. We'll see if Anadarmis wins and then everybody just <laughs> completely melts down. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, we always close these things out by asking the guest, what's something you
1: watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? Uh, I've been, uh, I've been trying to knock out a bunch of older films. Um, it's, it it's a never ending cycle of trying to watch stuff that I've missed throughout the years. And, uh, I went back and watched an old movie called, uh, a free soul, um, Oscar winner from 1931, uh, starring Lionel Barrymore and Norma Shear. Uh, good film, uh, a little melodramatic, you know, it's one of those like Oh, I had a uh, you know my father's an alcoholic, and he he can't get his life together because he's such an alcoholic um, mm-hmm. but um, but it's, it's still a good move. great Norma Shear performance uh, young a car- young uh, Clark Gable in that film. Okay. Uh, go check that one out. Um, and then that i I watched the only film from the best picture lineup that I hadn't seen. And I watched that uh, yes, uh, two days ago, Avatar, uh, The Way of Water, and I was blown away by it. Like, it was a technical marvel. Um, oh, a yeah. surefire Oscar winner for, for visual effects, and it is an undeniable, it's going to be an undeniable victor there, too
0: yeah maybe we'll get another uh, oscar for james cameron around like avatar four or five or something you know <laughs> yeah bring sure. it back around so uh ben uh thanks as always for uh for doing the show and for so my last pleasure. minute uh jumping on for this oscar episode
1: where can people my find pleasure. you and your podcast you can find me on twitter at neb been uh letterboxd 810 on instagram ben biller movies my podcast uh film critic and common man me and my brother talk uh talk films Uh, We got our episode on the town coming out on Saturday, so uh, catch that. Um, Find us on Twitter at Critic Common Pod and our YouTube channel and anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, I have my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks, where I host all the various things I do, including the link to this podcast and the other podcasts and articles I write awesome yeah I, you know what we're actually about to do
0: uh because we're doing 2012 on uh, mm. awesome movie year so uh argo is the best picture winner so i'm going to be watching that i haven't seen the town in a while and i loved it mm. when it came out i'm gonna have to rewatch that and then listen to your episode so yeah it's cool. it's
1: it's it's you know i think the town is parts of the reason that argo was so successful because everybody's like town was great we didn't give it enough stuff so yeah it's yeah uh, <laughs> yeah kind of lends itself to itself yeah
0: Absolutely. Well, Ben, uh, again, thanks for being here and hopefully we'll get you back again
1: sometime Thank you so much for having me. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris. And we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures and some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977 and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com
0: or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about this weekend's upcoming Oscars. Thanks to Ben Miller for joining me, and thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying what we do here on Piecing It Together, of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you're listening. But also, uh, you know, drop the comments. Over on Good Pods, you could drop comments. We're actually about to... uh They just started a whole new thing on Spotify where you're going to be able to do comments. So uh, check that out if I've enabled it yet. I probably will have by the time this goes up. Uh, You can also, of course, get in touch over on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. What I'm trying to tell you is I love hearing from you all. So get in touch. And, of course, if you ever want to join me for an episode, there's lots of movies coming up that I'm going to want to cover, and I'm always looking for new guests. So do get in touch. We also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as from Awesome Movie Year and from my music career. So lots of great stuff over there. It's patreon.com slash uh um, You know, just subscribe to the show. Keep listening. But if you want to support us that way, I do appreciate it. So with that said, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And let's see. What should I play today? You know, I feel like playing a new song. I don't even know if this is done yet, and I'm not even going to tell you the title of it, just because it's not necessarily 100% done, but this will be on my next album. So, uh, yeah, a little preview of something I've been working on. So, I hope you enjoy it, and of course, you know, you can check out uh, bydavidrosen.com, my website for my music, and follow me on social media at bydavidrosen, that's my uh, music twitter and instagram and all that stuff uh for more news when these new albums will be coming uh but yeah hope you enjoy this new track and we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon